Welcome to this part two video where you get to watch me attempt to wholesale a high-end $2 million luxury home I'm currently working on. Can I do it? I don't know, time will tell, but I wanna invite you on this journey with me. On this video, you're gonna look over my shoulder and watch me get the contract with the seller. You'll learn a ton about how I structure the deal to make sure I can wholesale it, and you'll even get to hear me discuss the deal live with the real estate agent. It's another live action real deal you don't wanna miss, coming up. For a limited time, you can get a free copy of Jerry Norton's Data Cruncher software, which finds cheap houses in your area. Get it now at MyDataCruncher.com. If you're new here to this channel, I'm Jerry Norton with FlippingMastery.com, and this channel is all about ways to help you make money wholesaling and flipping real estate so you can live your dream life. Be sure to subscribe and click the bell icon to get notified when new videos are released. Now, in case you missed it, I recently did a video where a real estate agent called me with a pocket listing on a $4 million house that I could get for $2 million. Now, a pocket listing is when an agent gets a listing agreement with a seller, but rather than going public with it and listing it for sale on the MLS and going on market, instead the agent looks for a buyer off market and tries to sell it to a private seller off market. Now, this deal is not your typical deal. It's a 6,500 square foot luxury home built in 1995 in a really high-end desirable neighborhood in the Phoenix, Arizona market. Now, new construction homes in this neighborhood sell for around $600 a foot, making the ARV on this home around $4 million. Now, originally the agent told me I could get the deal for $1.9 million, and I originally estimated the rehab to be around $500,000, making this a million-dollar profit deal if I decide to fix and flip it and assuming I hit those numbers. Now, if you missed that video, I'll put a link in the description below and you can check it out. Since that video, we've gone out to see the property and done further research and submitted an offer and went back and forth with the seller and we're officially, as of right now, under contract. On this video, I'm gonna share how the deal has progressed since that original call with the agent and I'm even gonna cut to another call I did with the agent discussing the terms of the contract and break it all down for you so you can see how it works on a real deal. Now I realize this is a multi-million dollar deal and the reason why I'm using this as a case study is because the steps and process for wholesaling and flipping is essentially the same regardless of the price. Now I like the numbers on this deal as a fix and flip, but I've got a lot going on right now and I'm gonna see if I can first wholesale this deal. Now for me, I love to wholesale and fix and flip because it gives me so much more options on what I can do with deals. So my plan A is to wholesale it and my plan B is to fix and flip it. After my initial call with the agent, we scheduled an appointment to meet at the property and discovered that like the agent told me initially, this house has a great floor plan and it in fact does have one of the best views in this neighborhood. Let me take just a minute and talk about why this is so significant. When it comes to luxury real estate, the views can dramatically increase the value of a home. High-end buyers will pay a premium for the location and the better the views, the more they'll pay. The same concept applies to really any price point. In some markets, a pool may be a premium or a two-car garage or a basement or a corner lot or close to downtown or a number of different things. Make sure you take the time to learn about how the features of a home impact the value in your market. After seeing this property in person, the next thing we needed to do was verify the back end or what's commonly referred to as the after repair value or ARV. This is the price the home will sell for once it's fixed up. 
The agent said 600 bucks a foot or 4 million on the ARV, but we needed to verify that by looking at recently sold homes in that neighborhood known as comping the property. We also needed to spend time determining the cost of rehab. The agent initially said 350,000, but I estimated 500,000 to be more realistic. But again, I needed to spend some time and go through all of the items and do a detailed estimated cost of repairs. Now, let me share with you a pro tip. This is something I talk about often on my videos. I don't wanna spend all that time doing due diligence on ARV and repairs until I first have an executed contract with the seller. The reason is I don't wanna waste my time if I don't have a contract. Since there is an agent, he writes the offer. So I told him to write an offer for 1.9 million with a $100,000 earnest money deposit, close on May 1 with a three week due diligence period. And I told him I needed three weeks to figure out my numbers and my financing. The earnest money was a little tricky. 10,000 is due upon acceptance of the contract and the other 90,000 is due after the three week due diligence. So he wrote and presented the offer to the sellers and then the next day told me that the sellers did not accept my offer and countered at 2.1 million with a $150,000 earnest money and a closing of June 1. I told the agent that didn't work and I countered back with 1.95 million, so I came up 50,000, and I told him I had to keep the earnest money at 100,000 and I had to keep the closing for May 1. So he presented my offer to the sellers and they told him no way, but then a day later he texted me and said that they verbally accepted the offer, so I immediately called him to discuss, which we'll cut to that call in a minute, so keep watching. Now, during that time going back and forth, I wanted to have the option to wholesale this deal. So there are a few things I needed to include in my final offer that I also discuss on the call with the agent, which you'll see. So let's cut to the call and I'll pause and comment on what takes place. Okay, so you had a you had a heart-to-heart -heart with them, sounds like? Well, um, I got a big fat no from them yesterday and then I got the email from Stan this morning and he left me a message. He had to go to the doctor, but they elected the, to take the deal. They said they'd do it. Why do you think Stan came around? I, I think he finally got through to Marlene and oh. explained to her. <laughs> she was the holdout. He said, it's fair, it's accurate, it's a good offer. Let's put it behind us. And, of course, I'll get a near fall when I get over there, too. But <laughs> From uh, her? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I took her some of my homemade bolognese and and uh, she called me yesterday and left this message. It says, the best bolognese I've ever had. And I was sad to hear. She left me that long message. And then at the end, she said, oh, and by the way, the answer to the offer is no. We're not doing it. And so then I got the, and I left him alone. I didn't say anything. I didn't talk to him at all yesterday. And then he sent me an email and said, we decided, well, you'll see it. It's on your screen. Gotcha. So, okay. So I came up a little from my original offer from 1.9 million to 1.95 million, but I didn't vary very much from my original offer and they eventually came around to it and accepted it. Now this is a very valuable lesson. Hold firm. Don't be quick to counter. I like to make the seller come down exponentially and I come up incrementally. Always communicate confidence in your offer. Oftentimes sellers just want to see how much you'll come up. When they initially said no to my counter offer at 1.95, I didn't respond right away. I let it sit and a day later they came around. Next, I wanted to make sure there were a few things in place that would allow me to wholesale this deal if I decided to do that. Now pay close attention because these are things you want to include when you wholesale properties too. So let's cut to the call and you'll see how I position this and then we'll cut back to discuss. 
There is a couple a couple little small things I wanted to do. I may bring in another partner. With something like this, we may do like an equity thing with a couple of our partners. I'm not sure yet exactly how we want to take title. You can assign it to whomever you yeah, want. Yeah, so I'm uh, just going to... title. Yeah. If it's okay, I'm just going to put and or assigns in case we change that. That's fine. Okay, good. So I'll pencil that in on the um, where on addendum, the final addendum. Probably counter offer, counter offer number two. two. Just okay. pencil that in. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Did you catch that? I told the agent that I may bring in an investor or partner and that I wasn't sure how I wanted to take title. In other words, in a really smart way, I said, I may wholesale this deal and I need the option to change the name of the buyer on the contract. Now when wholesaling, I never tell the agent or the seller that I'm going to wholesale the property. Instead, I refer to my cash buyers as investors or partners, which they essentially are, so it's being 100% honest. Now notice that I told the agent that I was gonna add the phrase and or assigns next to the buyer name on the contract in case I include or involve one of my investors or partners. Now that gives me the option to change who the buyer is, which I will need to do if I decide to wholesale this deal. Now I don't normally add the phrase and or assigns, because a contract is assignable by nature unless it states otherwise. But I just wanted to prep the agent and make sure I didn't have any issues, so adding that was an extra precaution. The next thing that I wanted to make sure we had in place was that we were closing with my investor-friendly closing agent. The company I use in Arizona is Driggs Title. Now they are amazing and they have a closing agent who really understands wholesaling. Now I did an entire video about why a wholesaler-friendly closing company when wholesaling is so important and how to find one in your market. Now I'll put a link to that video in the description box below and you can watch it later. So I just simply asked him if we could close with my title company Let's listen. We'd really like to close with Driggs, if you're okay with that. I don't care about that. Okay. That doesn't matter. So let's do that. So that was easy. He didn't even have an issue with that. And just to make sure the seller doesn't later decide that they want to close with their title company, I added to the contract that the seller agrees to close with Driggs title. Now that's in writing, so I don't have to worry about that. In some cases when dealing with on-market deals, Agents want to close with their closing companies that they have relationships with, so this is something you have to really be firm on. Now there's one more thing that I needed to make sure happened to facilitate being able to wholesale this property. Let's cut to the call and find out. The other thing I wanted to ask you about was, if we need to get in there, what's the best way to do that? We're going to have to probably just make appointments okay. with them. Like, yeah. do, do we need to add in here, you know, access to property with 24-hour notice or something like that? No. or? No, they're okay. pretty good about it. Okay. Yeah, they're pretty I just want them pretty... to understand there's a lot of things that we're going to need to figure out between right. now and then, you know, even, well, yeah. especially during the three weeks, because we may, you know, we may want to get in there and really kind of nail down some numbers and stuff. And mm -hmm. well, um, I'll let them know that, that, that. Okay. To expect heavy traffic first three weeks. So, okay, perfect. Yeah. If you make yeah. that clear to them, then, so then we don't need to add that in to the contract if you don't think no, it's an you, issue. You won't need. You won't need to do Okay, that. perfect. So keep in mind, the sellers are living in the property, and if I fix and flip, I'm going to need to get in there to get rehab bids with contractors, and if I wholesale, I'm going to need to get access for my partner's investors 
aka cash buyers, so making sure I have access to the property is critical. Since the agent has a really good relationship with the sellers and he fully understands, he reassured me that the sellers would give me access to the property and be accommodating with that. I also wanna have this conversation because I need the agent and the sellers to understand that I'm going to need to access the property often during due diligence and before the closing. Now let's cut back to the call. So just to make sure, we're at 195. Are we still doing, because the addendum doesn't say it, are we still doing the 10 and then the 90? Yes, that's okay. correct. So, so title will hold the 10K now and then the other 90 after the three-week due diligence? Correct, yeah. Okay, all right. So then um, I'll get these over and then you'll get them bottom line by, by them yeah. and we'll be good. Yeah, I'll get them, I'll get them signed and uh, back to you. Okay. And we can open escrow. Thank you, okay. sir. Okay, yep. I appreciate it, Jerry. Thanks. Soon. Bye. So I reviewed all the numbers, and the next steps are he needs to get the sellers to bottom line the contract, which they did today, and also open escrow with Driggs Title, which I did today, and I wired the $10,000 earnest money to Driggs Title to hold. Now, again, the other 90000 of earnest money is due in three weeks after my due diligence, and at that time, the earnest money will be hard, or in other words, non-refundable. Now, if you're unsure how earnest money works, then I have a video where I break it down, everything you need to know. I'll put a link to that video in the description below and you can watch it later. So what next? My plan now is to confirm the numbers and see if I can wholesale this deal in the next three weeks. If I can't, then I either move forward and go hard on the earnest money and buy the property and fix and flip it or terminate the contract. By the way, my goal is to wholesale this deal for $300,000. Now, can I do it? I don't know, time will tell. The funny thing is the process is no different than a $5,000 small wholesale deal. It's just more zeros. So be sure to stay tuned for the next video so you can see how this deal progresses. I'll create a playlist with all of these videos on this particular deal. I'll put the link to that playlist in the description below for you. Now, if you found a live case study on a real deal like this helpful, hit that like button and leave a comment and let me know that you'd like to see more videos like this one. And if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to my channel with hundreds of videos and new videos released every single week. This is the number one channel on YouTube for all things wholesaling and flipping. And don't forget, it's not about the money, it's about having the time and freedom to have, be, do, and give everything God has in store for you. That's what it's all about, and I'll see you on the next video.